Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, I have Hillary Jubilee um, with me today. And I met Hillary because she does my lashes, but she's also a manifestation YouTuber. Um, so I want to dive in with her today about like manifesting a specific person. She really kind of specializes in that area and chatting about all of that sort of thing, manifestation practices, all the good stuff. So welcome to the podcast. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm so excited. <laughs> me too. <laughs> Let's start with, tell us about how you kind of got into the manifestation space and about your YouTube channel and, and all of that. Sure. Okay. So I came across the idea of manifesting and the law of attraction uh, when I was a teenager. My grandma showed me the two movies, The Secret and What the Bleep Do We Know. Um, so those are pretty old and cheesy at this point, but um, those are my introduction to Law of, law of Attraction. Um, and so I knew about it for a while and I was, I was pretty into it. I had The Secret books and things like that, but um, it, it, was, it sort of seemed like an abstract kind of idea where it's like match the vibration of your desire. And I just didn't understand that. Like, what does that mean match like if let's say if you want more money it's like okay well what's the vibration of money like it just didn't click to me at all it was like okay I get that we are creating a reality and I get that you know we attract like what we are and things like that but it, it but not fully like I didn't fully understand how to embody it um so then um, many years later um so a couple of years ago actually I came across uh the law of assumption which is it's a Neville Goddard teaching basically and I found it from the person Roxy Talks on YouTube I was watching a lot of YouTube um and yeah Roxy Talks was the first person I heard of she always was referring to Neville Neville this Neville that and I'm like who is this Neville person um and finally I figured out she's talking about Neville Goddard and it just made everything click for me the the law of assumption his books his teachings um how you know love assumption is assuming the feeling of already having it um so and all of his other premises which are like everyone as you push out imagination is the only reality buying the pearl he has all of these sort of ideas that he teaches upon and they just sort of made manifesting click a lot better for me just understanding that he talks about how like feeling is the secret so that's kind of yeah my story of how I came across manifesting and how it sort of made more sense when love assumption came into play yeah, um, I've talked about Neville on the podcast before, and I'm also a big yeah. Neville fan. Um, and yeah, I think he does just, it really makes so much sense when he just says, like, assume the feeling of your wish fulfilled. And like, I remember listening to like, how to manifest your desires, which is like, one of his long kind of like a bunch of his lectures and stuff on Audible. And I, my mind was just like, blown. <laughs> it was That's my favorite one. Yeah. Um, so if you guys are listening and you want to know more about Neville, I definitely recommend that one and I can link it. But tell us how, like, what are some ways that you've kind of applied law of assumption? Let's like go deeper into that because I, I really resonate with that law as well. Sure. Um, so I think the main um, one is going to be, so in the law of assumption community on Instagram and YouTube, like we call it SP, which means specific person. Um, so, and in, in my, from my view, specific person doesn't necessarily mean to like, doesn't have to mean a romantic partner and it doesn't have to mean that you even have somebody specific in mind, even like, it's just like, you're, you're manifesting somebody. So if you, it could be from scratch, it could be somebody, you know, it could be a friend, it could be whatever. Um, so anyway, the, the, yeah, the main, probably the best my favorite like manifestation is my specific person which is my boyfriend um yeah and there's others as well but yeah I think that's my favorite because uh yeah it was just it was sort of it was a learning experience for sure but um yeah it was it's it's just amazing like it basically I don't think I can tell that story without first talking about everyone as you pushed out um because it's sort of based based on that this is actually such a good topic because um, I, I like, yeah, the whole, like, 
I, I don't know how to say this. Like me and Hillary, like we agree about like about the same sort of concepts, but I also like, I'm like, I don't know if we should manifest a specific person because it yeah. just off like I <laughs> existed until I opened myself up. But that's kind of another topic. But let's talk about everyone else is you pushed out because I think this is so powerful. And I use this like in my marriage and in my friendship yeah. and in my family. Like, yeah, let's dive into that. Totally. Okay. So basically everyone is you pushed out as a Neville Goddard term, which means everyone and everything in your reality is a reflection of your inner world. So from your mother to the mailman, anybody, like anyone, anything, any experience, your entire outer in quotation marks outer, because everything is within. So when you study Neville Goddard's work, you kind of, um, it's sort of like, I feel like just side note, people come to manifestation to get things and to get something. But when you, you know, dive deeper into love assumption and manifestation, it's sort of like a self-discovery and a spiritual awakening kind of type Mm -hmm. thing. So your entire outer world in quotations, because it's like, it's within, it's an illusion that it's outer. So anyway, your entire outer world circumstances and experiences are a mirror of you, your beliefs and assumptions and state of being. So your thoughts and feelings make up your state of being or your personality. And I know you like Dr. Joe Dispenza as well. Um, So Dr. Joe Dispenza talks about how your personality creates your personal reality. So that's the same thing as saying your state of being is creating your your outer world. Um, So there's, there are infinite multiple realities and infinite states people can occupy. So for example, if you are like, if you think back to maybe when you're a kid or in high school or something like that, and I know I have an example of this, like there's somebody that rubbed you the wrong way or came off rude, or there's something they said, you know, stuck with you and it bothers you. Like if you think about it, like that person is somebody's daughter or son, or that person is somebody's best friend. So from my perspective, I didn't like them and they were rude, but from somebody else's perspective, it's their favorite person, right? So there's just, mm-hmm. it depends on your perspective and people can occupy different states at different times. So, uh, so knowing this, you can select a new reality for yourself and even change the way people show up by shifting your own state of being. So like every single person and situation you encounter is an aspect of you. So it's interconnected with the idea that we are God. So, or the universe, if you prefer, uh, playing different parts, like an actor in a play. Um, so like the separate, the separation of individual personalities is a very convincing illusion, but it is an illusion. And we are really all just one consciousness is what I believe anyway. And kind of what Neville Goddard talks about. Um, so that's sort of like how I view everyone as you push out. And, um, it, it going to like the SP topic, you know, people usually say like, you can't change people. Don't even try, like, just accept it. Like, don't change people, just move on or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and on some level that is true, but I think it's also missing this huge component of everyone is you pushed out. Cause like you can leave people and you can cut people out of your life, but until you really like heal what they're triggering, you know, that same cycle is just going to keep keep on coming up and up. And I'm not saying that people need to like recreate people by shifting their perception of them, but it's always your choice, but you can either heal, you know, on your own or, you know, otherwise the cycle is just going to keep coming up or you can just do it along the way as well. Like, yeah, like changing. Not... Yeah. Yeah. I was just going to agree with you. Like, um, there's so many instances in my life, like once I kind of learned about this concept and like, I do really believe like how we view someone or perceive them is the only way that they can show up in our reality. So if you are viewing someone as like negative or I don't know, all these like problematic things, like they can't even be different, like in your, in your own eyes, like you don't even really give them an opportunity to. So as soon as you can start viewing someone in a different light, like they show up differently. And like, I've practiced this in different relationships and, and it's wild how people can change so drastically when you start (laughs) viewing them in a different way. Exactly. Yeah. It's actually, it's so cool. Like it's just, it's, it's so cool once you start practicing it. Another thing like Neville Goddard talks about, like be a doer of the word, not just a hearer or however the saying goes. Um, like, you know, it's one thing to like, if you're interested in his stuff and you're watching content and whatever, um, studying it, but what it's one thing to listen and like think that's cool, a cool idea, but it's another to actually practice it and put it into your life and like really start to, yeah, like put it into action and practice in your, in your own life. Mm-hmm. 
So um, how would you like put it into, if someone was like, okay, I want like X person to start like showing up differently for me, how would you tell them to like put the, put it into practice? Yeah. So basically you would cut out any complaining you're doing. Um, so if you're complaining to people about, you know, oh, this person's always late or this person isn't doing X, Y, and Z, or I don't like how they are saying whatever. Like if you're basically it's it comes down to the simple premise of what you focus on grows as well because if you're constantly complaining about what you don't like you're holding them in that state of being and you're you're ensuring that they they continue to to act out that way and in your in your reality so um the first thing to do would be to like take responsibility for your part in it like it's not to say that that person you know is is um it's not that you're a doormat and you're not letting people walk all over you like if somebody is really being rude or they're being like disrespectful then it's not to say that you that 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 behavior is all right and okay um but it's also taking responsibility for your own state of being like you want to just like shift the way that you view that person so yeah cut out any complaining like take responsibility so this this premise of 100% responsibility um it it kind of shows up um throughout a lot of different um like metaphysical and spiritual teachings but this one um have you ever heard of ho'oponopono yes yes yeah so there's this guy dr who len and he he's a really interesting guy anyway i have a a few videos about him but he has this quote where it says have you ever noticed then whenever that whenever there's a problem you're always there (laughs) and it's like it's so like jarring and like it, it can be triggering for some people it's like oh 100% responsibility well I didn't create this this and this and it's like I think like with things like childhood traumas and like horrible things like that where it's like obviously it's not your fault it's not your fault if you have a trauma that happened but it is your responsibility to heal from it and and move on from it but yeah anyway so, so it's a catchy subject, yeah but yeah <laughs> yeah yeah but I but you what can't like play the victim yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's like we when we recognize these things, like we have I think instead viewing it as in an empowering way of like we have the opportunity to change these situations and heal and create like different realities instead of yeah. like continuing the same cycle. But yeah. Exactly. Yeah, so basically, if you describe someone as a dick or you complain about their patterns, if even if you may have like witnessed or experienced those patterns, you still take that 100% responsibility. So with the Ho'oponopono, the it, basically it's just a Hawaiian um prayer, it's a four four phrase prayer. I'm sorry, please forgive me. Thank you and I love you, which is actually a really like awesome tool to have to, if you just say that over and over like that's literally the practice and all you do is say that to like fix all your problems <laughs> and it's such a cool thing to come back to and just to, to practice but anyway um so even if you've witnessed or experienced like them you know showing up a certain way that you don't like you're still like looking within to see okay where am I you know I'm choosing to you know perceive this in a certain way I'm choosing to be offended by this in a certain way um like if you're witnessing it it's your responsibility to see through the eyes of god or see through the eyes of love if you prefer um seeing someone as a blank slate and not allowing your own negative opinions or commentary about them hold them in a undesirable state so their reflection of you everyone wins when you choose to perceive people in a loving way so it's like it sometimes it's (laughs) easier said than done but it takes practice obviously like if you to see someone in a different light especially if they keep showing up like in an undesirable way like the every time that you react you're you're like perpetuating it and perpetuating it so it's just learning to like be still and go within and like choose to respond rather than react to what this person is doing um and to select a different version of them from your mind because you know Neville Goddard talks about imagination is the only reality so you know you're choosing like if, if you don't like something about them then like select a different like what would you prefer like what shift the focus to what you do want and the practices that that I recommend and that I've done are like you can script um about it so you could script about the like the if it's a relationship you'd script about the relationship that you guys have and like what you guys are doing together how they how they make you feel and it's always best to to view it from your who are you in relation to that person like it's mm-hmm. not about them. It's about who are you and how do you feel 
um, and just keeping like shifting the focus onto yourself. It's never about them. They're just mirroring back to you, your own energy. So um, yeah. yeah. And, And another side note on this is like, this doesn't mean that like everybody gets to be in your energy or you feel like, or that you need to keep people in your life that you don't feel are aligned to you. But um, if you keep leaving people and not dealing with the root of the issue, then um, it's just a cycle that will just keep on repeating. Yeah, I love that. I think you explained that so perfectly. And the Ho'oponopono thing, like I've put that into a lot of my courses and it's so wild how he like took responsibility for like an entire psych ward and like the part he played yeah. in it and they all healed. It's right. amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. Like, he went in there and the paint was peeling and uh, everybody, like you had to like walk against the wall because it was so, they were so like violent. All these, they were like mentally insane criminals and they were all very violent and he didn't even see them. He didn't even sit with them. He just looked through their files and said those four phrases basically like saw through the eyes of love and like the, the forgiveness and the, I'm sorry. He, I, like I've, um, I took a course with him in it. Anyway, um, he talks about how like he is like basically cleansing whatever is within himself that he's viewing, you know, how he's seeing all of these horrible things they've done in their file or whatever and cleansing that out. And then, yeah, everybody <laughs> was like healed and everybody, I think, except a couple, but it's still like, and even the, like the, there were, there was weird energy in the building where like toilets would flush with nobody was there and like weird stuff like that. And so anyway, the whole energy of the building changed and all of the people were healed basically. <laughs> so yeah. It's it was like shutting down the whole psych ward. Like, yeah, exactly. it was so, yeah, that's so cool. So, so would you say like when you are like experiencing, let's say you're having like a relationship issue, like would you script on it or visualize or like, how do you hold that image? Because I think another thing to note is like, it's not instant. (laughs) Like sometimes there's some carryover and it can be hard for us to like really put our own. It's so easy for us to complain about it and bitch about it to like our best friend or whatever. Like how, how do you kind of navigate that? Yeah. So I, in my personal experience, like at the beginning of, well, my relationship, it was like, it was like a rocky start. So it, he was he was reflecting back to me my own like worthiness wounds or childhood trauma of not being enough or whatever. So like it, it was I went through this whole thing. So and I was definitely you know complaining to my friends and I was like oh he's doing this he's doing that and it's it's like I'm creating more and more of it because I'm focusing on more and more of what I don't like. Like it's like. I I just know that I prolonged it so much by by doing that. But anyway, so it, it basically like to deal with it, it's like you just have to have the self-discipline to not do that and to not carry it, like to really look at where you're like carrying it on. And it's not about suppressing emotions. Like if somebody is triggering something within you and you have to express an emotion, then express the emotion, like emotions are meant to be felt. And this is another thing Dr. Joe Dispenza talks about, like you, if you hold, you hold like trauma in the body as sort, like stored as emotions in your body. And like, if you don't let them out, it can cause disease. So like, it's healthy to let your emotions out, but carrying on and on and dwelling in negative negativity. And like, it's like, okay, script out like one really good simple practice that you can do if something is really irritating you (laughs) in a relationship or something it's like okay it in like do whatever you need to do in the situation like preferably just calmly like leave the situation and don't (laughs) make a scene but uh, whatever you have to do in the situation but when you're alone like get a journal out and say I don't like this I don't like that get it all out into a journal like all from your mind just pour it out into the (laughs) into the page this, that, and the other that I don't like, like you're, this is the one it's not, it's not like, it's not a fear. Like, don't be afraid that you're going to manifest more of it. It's just getting that feeling and that whatever your thoughts are out onto paper. So you can like once and for all, just dump it out. Um, and, and basically, yeah, just say everything that's bothering you and then whatever, burn it, rip it up, whatever you need to do with it, get rid of it. Um, and make the decision. Like, it's really important to have that decision piece because if you're not decided and you're like wishy-washy, it's like, okay, you're just going to keep on carrying on in like la la land or whatever. Like you need to make the decision that you're not going to complain about it anymore. It's like, it's, it's always the person's choice. Like if you don't want to 
be around somebody, then that's your choice to move on, like make the choice and move on or like, or you can look at Neville Goddard's work and choose a different version. So getting rid of the old stuff that bothers you, it's called the old story, purge it out, get rid of it, and then create a new story. So once you feel in at least a neutral place, you have gotten your emotions out. If you need to cry, cry. If you need to scream, if you need to like, whatever, punch a pillow or get your emotions out, then get to a like calm centered place. Then you can write your new story from there. Cause it's, it's kind of hard to write a new story when you're, when you're like stuck in the old one. So you need to like purge it and get rid of it. And then, um, and then you, you're feeling like, okay, neutral about it, at least neutral or higher up, <laughs> higher up emotion. But um, then you can write your new story. Like, okay, what would I like to see in this relationship? Or what, it doesn't even matter. It doesn't even need to be a relationship. It could be in any situation in life, but um, you're creating the new story of what you prefer. And then you're going to make a decision to stick to that new story. So yeah, the, the not, it not being instant. Exactly. So you just, it's, it just takes like, it takes discipline. It's not for the faint of heart. I will say that it's not for the faint of heart because you do need to have faith in the unseen, especially like if, if you're, when you're new to it, like I would definitely say to practice it on quote unquote, smaller things, nothing smaller or larger, everything's just energy, but we perceive certain things as smaller, like whatever, you know, like the typical one with lava attraction or it's a cup of coffee or whatever. Mm-hmm. So manifest something that seems easier to you first and then once you see like reflections and synchronicities then um it might build your faith to to work on something that feels quote-unquote harder to you but uh, as well work on taking it off the pedestal because everything is just energy there's nothing harder or easier really yeah I love that so much and like we talk about that a lot in mind magic and like doing a bitch and burn and I think like it is important to be like it's not that you are ignoring things like it's like let it all out release it but know that like you continuing to dwell on it is not solving the problem like it's just perpetuating it so it's really just like a more empowering way to like move forward and be like okay let's release this and decide if I don't want this person in my life great like do what you like cut them out or whatever but if you do want them in your life and you want to see things like shift in terms of your relationship we have that ability and that's an amazing thing yeah, it is. It's it's crazy. <laughs> so tell us the story of manifesting, like your relationship story. Okay, so yeah, like I said at the beginning, it was it was like a, a rocky start. So the, the set the scene for you. So he is he was sort of like, um, I guess playboy type, like whatever dates dates around a lot. Let's say that. So for me, it was. I was manifesting the the commitment or the the relationship. So at the very beginning of it, it was like we met online um, on Hinge, a dating app, and it was a couple months. A couple months, it was just we were just seeing each other, whatever. And he asked me to be his girlfriend fairly soon, like a few months in. Um, but so we had the label, but the feeling of it was was um, distant. Um, he wasn't available to me. It was like, um, it's a direct, like, I I know that it's a direct (laughs) reflection of like the, the feeling unworthy. So it's like the level of how worthy I felt was exactly being directly reflected back to me by him. Um, so it was like, he did not want to have sleepovers. And that was like, I've never heard of that in my life. Like I've been in other relationships and that was this has never been an issue in my life. It's just so bizarre, like the way that it reflected. So it was, yeah, he didn't want to have me stay the night. And I was like, it, it, I was so stuck on it. And I was like, this is like, I basically, it just brings up the feeling of not feeling good enough. Like I'm not good enough. Why does he want me to stay over? Like what the heck? Um, so I was I was pretty stuck on that for quite a while because it was a it was like a a, par, a point where we butted heads a lot in in the relationship because I I was like I would go back and forth of like trying to like manifest it but then reacting to him not wanting to do it so which is what I mean by like it gets prolonged if you keep getting stuck on what you don't want it just keeps getting prolonged and prolonged but anyway so that was just one of the the aspects of it where it was just it was just a lot of like it felt. Um, he was not, uh, he wasn't, uh, emotionally available and he wasn't, um, we didn't do a lot of coupley things, even though we had the, the label, it was sort of, it felt 
kind of distant for um, many months. Um, and then um, at the time I was watching this person on, on YouTube called Caleb from Pluto's Gate. Have you heard of him, Tara? No. Okay. Um, so anyway, he teaches law of assumption and he had this one uh, affirmation that he was talking about and it was, why am I now happily married to SP? Mm. And this, I, it was so crazy. I used this, this affirmation and I just like, our relationship was like very, like, I wouldn't see him for a few days or he wouldn't like call as much as I would like. It was like distant like that. And then, so I would affirm this. Why am I not happily married? Why am I not happily married to, to, to Keith? I would say it and say it and say it. And it was so hilarious in, um, in he he okay so he's like a goofy guy like he jokes around a lot he, he makes jokes he got down on one knee five times in six months as a joke as a joke so like he's just joking around like but it's so funny the way it's reflected so like this is why like I feel like with affirmation side note like this is why I like Neville Goddard's work because the feeling is a secret like feeling as if it's already done I feel like it just I feel like if the affirmation triggers you to feel like it's already done, that's great. But just saying words to repeat them is like, sure, you might get a reflection, but it's like, I'm still feeling, you know, <laughs> kind of disconnected just because he's like reflecting that back a bit, but it's not, you know what I mean? Like you have to get into the feeling anyway. Mm -hmm. So practice getting to the feeling and basically long story short, like now he, he we for real talk about that kind of stuff and we for real, for real talk about marriage and our future and all this stuff and like we're just so much closer and he's it's like a it's like it's like a completely different person like once I started because I've, I've I've done all kinds of methods I think the embodiment is the the key but whatever helps you to to get that to that embodiment so scripting another thing is inner conversation so we're constantly always you know having an conversations in our head with people uh whether like and you just want to like be aware of that because if you're constantly arguing so at the beginning of our relationship I would like take something that he said and then be like okay I should have said this this and this like I'm sure people can relate to that like you just start like saying like just arguing with them in your head like oh like that's so rude like why would you say that or like whatever just you're and so this would perpetuate the us arguing and so anyway so inner conversations you can use that as a tool to hear them saying, I love you so much, like whatever you want to hear them say, like hear it in your mind, you can hear their voice. Um, and then it's really uncanny. <laughs> like they, they will start to like shift and to reflect that inner, whatever you've heard in, inside your head. So anyway, inner conversations is one thing that I used. Um, yeah, scripting, did some visualization, but yeah, again, I think the and obviously affirming, I, I affirmed, but I think mm -hmm. the feeling really is the secret, just like the feeling of being loved and really working, like shifting the focus onto myself where I'm really looking at why I feel unworthy and like why I feel not good enough and working on shifting it to feeling worthy and good enough. And then he just came in so quickly, the more worthy and the more, um, I don't know, like good enough. I don't know. Like, you know what I mean? Not good enough, but I feel like saying you're good enough is so like, I don't know, it just falls flat. Like you're good enough. Like you're more than good enough. Anyway. Um, just feeling worthy basically. What that yeah. Means. But yeah. Once when I, when I really started to practice feeling that then he just, it, the other, okay. One, one other piece I will say is have you ever heard of Florence Scovelshin? No. Oh my God. So many new people okay. I need to look up. <laughs> so she is like, I think she was before Neville's time, but she is a metaphysical author as well. She's got a book called the game of life and how to play it. Oh, um, and she, yeah. yeah. And she's got a couple more and they're really good. And her thing is affirmations, but um, it's a similar thing. So anyway, she has this saying that really jumped out at me and really resonated with me, which is your ships sail in on, I don't care. See. So basically the idea you know in manifestation of letting go so um how I like to describe it is not not clinging to it not needing it to happen like the the other component of it was I came to a point where I was like if he doesn't show up how I want um if he never does like I will be okay mm. and if if he doesn't you know 
um, you know, get it together or whatever. Like if he doesn't, you know, show up like loving, like it's not like, it's not like it was completely horrible. And then it was like, you know, it was a mix, but you know, if, if it wasn't, if he didn't show up how I had been scripting and, and trying to manifest, um, like if he did, or if he did tomorrow or next year or whatever, like, well, not, I'm not going to wait a year, but you know what I mean? Like, it would just be like, I, I letting go of the time limit, me not needing it to happen right now for me to feel good or for me to feel happy or for me to feel okay. And I think that's another really key point is like, I was like, okay, if it, if it's him or if it's somebody else, I'm fine. And then he just like, he came in so fast when it was like the, it's just the neediness, that neediness energy, needing it to happen is so repellent. It's like, you're, you're holding the, you're holding your reality in a, in a, if you need something, you're implying that you don't have it. So you're telling the universe or God, I don't have this. I don't have this. I don't have this. I need it. I need it. I need it. And you're manifesting. I need it. I need it. I need it. Okay. Here's, here's another situation where you still need it. Here's another situation where you still need it. Like, (laughs) so not needing anything, feeling whole wholeness. and not needing anything to make you feel okay yeah oh my gosh okay this is resonating so much and like my last I'm pretty sure my last podcast episode was all about acceptance and like that was a huge piece in like my manifesting soulmate journey was like I just got to the point where I was like okay I if I am single forever, whatever, like yeah. I can see my, I'm okay either way. And like you said, yeah. you reach that same point and like um, the, yeah, letting go of the timeline. There's something else I was going to say about that. I forget now, but um, yeah, I just think that's, oh, and the worthiness thing. Like, it's so funny because I literally, I was, um, had my own experience manifesting a specific person who I did manifest back into my life, but I didn't really, I still wasn't aware enough to know that like, still he was me pushed out. Like I still viewed him in the same way. It was like, an right. and so we still had the same issues. Um, but yeah. one thing that I did do was like really start recognizing, like I am whole and worthy, like regardless. And like, that was huge. Like me coming yeah. to a place of being like, And it really did improve our relationship at the time. Just like me recognizing no matter what, I'm whole and worthy. And my affirmation for manifesting Trev was like, I'm worthy of my soulmate love story. Like the self-worth piece and like being so powerful just within on your own without needing anything external makes everything flock to you. Exactly. Yeah. It's just, it's, yeah. If, if there was only one, feeling that you could choose it would be like the wholeness or the worthy the worthy piece yeah because if if something's not in your life that you're trying to manifest yet it's not there yet then you're not whatever quote unquote a vibrational match for it or you don't feel like you're worthy of it like you you can't imagine yourself having it you don't for some reason you don't feel like you're good enough for it so yeah just taking the desire off of a pedestal and it's no different it's no better than you it's like it's just energy it's just you're you're worthy of that you're worthy of that and and so much more than that like it's not it's not anything special nothing is anything special it's just taking it off the pedestal like you're you're putting things above you that means you feel like you're not worthy of it basically so yeah taking them either raising yourself up or whatever you want need to do get them both on the same level so that it doesn't feel like it's too good for you or something like that um but yeah it's just it 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 with my specific person story it was just yeah, it's it's like magical how 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 much he shifted. Um, <laughs> once I like had that 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 moment of like, okay, you know what, like it's fine. <laughs> Either way, like I will be fine. Um, mm-hmm. And now it's just like so loving and so like yeah, it's just it's completely different. So yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. So when you were like really working on your self worth. Like, how did you practice feeling more whole and worthy? Was it like affirmation, scripting? How did you dive into um, it? It's mostly meditation. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm really into, I, well, I'm doing 75 hard right now, um, which is, you know what that is? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think I've talked yeah, about so it's like I only made it five. Oh, okay, cool. So, Do you, so. <laughs> Um, I think we talked about Haley Hoffman stuff before. I think you know who she is. Yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, she she did a version of it, which she called 77 aligned. So it's like 77 days. And then she, she kind of tweaked it a bit. Um, so 
I'm doing like pretty much 75 hard, pretty much what it is. And then I added meditation and no social media an hour before and after waking up. Um, but anyway, so yeah, I, I really like Dr. Joe Dispenza's meditations. Um, and I think just connecting to your, like who you really are underneath, like I like to say underneath your human identity or underneath your human ego or a human suit or whatever, like we're all connected and feeling that like tapping into that connectedness and going in within every single day and tapping into like whatever you want to call it source energy or your connection to God or infinite love or whatever you want to call it. Um, going to that place every single day. Like I know a lot of people maybe roll their eyes when they hear meditation. It's like, Oh, whatever. Like I don't have time to like sit down and do nothing, but it's so important. Like we we're so like programmed to be doing doing, doing, you know, we always have to be busy and like making things happen. But I think it's just, yeah, it's just so important to go within and, and like just quiet, just have quiet and silence. Um, it, it just helps like all of the action that you do take. It just makes it more powerful when you're, when you're like aligned and, and connected to whatever you want to call it source or God. So anyway, um, I feel like meditation has really helped my feeling of worthiness. Um, as well as, yeah, I also affirm, um, affirm it and practice feeling it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I, um, meditation has been so huge in my journey as well. And like, like you said, we're always like, our minds are so cluttered and we're constantly going. And like, if you could take like even just 10 minutes, like tw- or 20 minutes a day to just be still like that is where all the magic can actually flow in and the inspired action and the ideas and like your next steps and like all of the nudges that are leading you to your manifestations like we just don't even create any space to even hear them or or allow them in and like that's when I've had the most powerful kind of transformations is when I just spend time each day just getting quiet and like listening (laughs) you know yeah, it, it just feels like clarity. Like if I do, if I make sure that I have that done in the morning, I feel like I just feel ready to take on the day. I just feel clear. Um, I'm in a better mood. It's just, it, it, well, it's back in science. It's, it's got so many benefits, but yeah, it, it just trickles out into every other area of life. Like for example, fitness is the same thing. Like when you, when you work on your physical health, like that trickles into all the other areas. The same with meditation. When you meditate every day, it's like, it just makes life better. I don't know how else to say it. <laughs> yeah, no, I totally agree. <laughs> yeah. Love it. Yeah. Um, you also mentioned a lot that Neville talks about that I haven't heard of, something about Pearl. Did you say that? Okay. Yeah. So it's not a law. It's he has a lecture. I think you can find it free on YouTube. And um it's called uh I think it's called I don't want to get it wrong, but buying the pearl or um, something like that, buying the pearl. Um, and so basically what it means is it comes down to the premise that imagination is the only reality. So uh, buying the pearl means you uh, trade in any other belief that you have in any other cause other than the imagination. So if you are, if any, there's something um, in your experience that you are not liking and you're saying, Oh, it's because, um, Mercury is in retrograde or it's because, uh, whatever it's because of this person, you're pointing the finger out there at whatever cause you think it might be. Nope. You point the finger back (laughs) into yourself. It's the imagination is the only reality. So you're buying the, if you haven't bought the pearl, it means that you don't believe that imagination is the only reality. Um, and so, yeah, he's basically talking about like letting go of, of belief in any other cause outside of you and your imagination um to create okay and like when neville goddard talks about imagination like uh, you said like you don't really visualize that much yeah i mean i do a little bit but i feel like maybe it's not quite that clear but i don't think it really needs to be like if you're feeling the feeling and then you have like a general idea of what you're what you're like kind of visualizing like for me it's i don't know i i think it it also takes practice um i will say that before i met my my boyfriend keith before i met him i did do visualization meditations where it was like a guided thing where it said like you're going into your dream your your home you live in your dream home and you're with your partner so i did that kind of stuff before i met him um mm-hmm. and with the guided one i i could kind of see it but um yeah, I mean, I, I, it's not like a, it's not like I sit down every day and like 
have a set time to to do that. But I, I think when I think about my goals, and I write them down. Um, I think the mind creates a picture anyway. So yeah. Yeah. I think that's really good because I like talk about visualization a lot and like it's something that I practice. Um, but a lot of people like struggle with seeing an image. So just like, how do you take how Neville says imagination is the only reality? Like I always think of imagination as like, okay, what am I seeing? But I guess like, what am I feeling? What am I picturing kind of thing? Yeah. Well, he also says feeling is a secret. So the feeling of it already being done and that you are creating that from your imagination so and I think even if you're scripting or even if you're affirming or even if you're writing things down like your subconscious gets the picture like you're you're getting an, an image of what you're trying to create so as long as you're focused on the end um, and feeling and embodying that end like going about your day as if it's already done you don't need it to happen you're okay if it doesn't happen um, reminding yourself that it's already done uh, mm-hmm. if if some evidence comes up to the contrary, reminding yourself that it's it's done. Um, and, and he's like a big proponent of going to the end, like whatever you're trying to manifest, like not messing with the middle and just like visualizing or however you want to go about it. But imagining that the end is already finished. Yeah, I think that's so huge because we get we can get so caught up in the middle is like where everyone gets kind of messed up on manifesting because things are changing behind the scenes. We don't we can't really like see what's happening. And if we start creating stories around it or thinking that we're doing it wrong, we just we change it all. But like, I think like such a good kind of question is like, if if I was already like in my dream body or with this person or had this amount of money, would I be thinking this? Would I be feeling this? Like really just placing exactly. back in the end. And like, that was something I really did with dream body for sure. And also with like my soulmate really feeling love and like being in love. And like, I just already was living as if I was with my soulmate and it happened. And yeah. I did like paying off my credit card too. When I read Neville Goddard or when I first heard manifest your desires I was like okay I'm gonna pay off like a seven thousand dollar credit card bill and I just I literally felt like I was delusional <laughs> like I just walked around <laughs> all day long be like it's just paid off and it feels so good like holy shit and it happened within like four days it was crazy it's so one thing that I just thought of when you were saying delusional I think that there's two ways to go about it like I've heard like both ways so basically you could go about it and like be completely delusional delusional whatever like if you really believe that imagination creates reality, then it's not delusional because you're, the reality that you that you are looking at or that you are perceiving, like if you have that debt, that is just one reality out of infinite realities and you can select a different one. So it's not actually mm-hmm. delusional. But um, like if that. you're thinking of it, yeah, if you're thinking of it as like you're from your human ego mind where it's like time is linear and like everything is the way it is, then yeah it, it's it seems delusional and you feel kind of crazy but um so that that way works at like for some people like if you're able to like just be like nope I feel really great it's all paid off like and it's genuine if you can genuinely feel that then that's amazing another like you don't necessarily need to do it that way like if that feels like if there's resistance then um some people like to do it in steps where it's like oh um manifest like a little bit at a time or whatever like you could break it up into steps uh if it's more believable to you there's just different ways to go about it you don't always have to be feel like you're delusional but I I kind of like to go big or go home and just like <laughs> like yeah just go right to the end yeah that's like I mean I think that's almost the problem with like um I used to I feel like I could manifest huge things really fast when I first kind of started learning about this because I literally was so able to go delusional. And then the more yeah. you learn, the more I'm like, okay, well, what about this? What about, and I mean, like questioning everything and, and kind of forgetting that it like, this is kind of inspiring me to go back to my delusional manifesting because it really <laughs> does work so well. And I can just, but the, it does work for me because I believe in it and I've seen it work and I can just go there in my mind, even when it seems like it's crazy. But for some people, there would be too much resistance there and you'd have to go smaller. Yeah. Have you ever heard of Mel Robbins? Oh, yeah. Yeah. She talks about, I was just listening to something that she was saying the other day and she was saying, uh, I really liked it, dream with the lid off. Like, allow yourself to dream with the lid off. I love that. Like, I really, yeah, it's awesome. It's like, stop playing so small. Like, think bigger because, yeah, it, we're just capable, capable of so much more than, like, I don't know. 
just more than we're, we're conditioned to believe that we are. <laughs> I know. And then we like, I mean, I'm so guilty of this. Like I play smaller because like, I'm scared of being disappointed. And like, that's just yeah. another, that's like choosing a reality where it's not going to come true when you get to choose the reality where it does, like no matter what. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have, huh? yeah, I have a few like little manifestation, manifestation stories that I could, Ooh, little, little ones that I could say. Yeah. Um, uh so for one thing I really love when you start to realize that you know imagination creates reality or um learn about the law of assumption is the synchronicities that you see so I just love them like they it's always just like I don't know it's just so cool um I just have like a few just little examples that happened recently so one of them is about Mel Robbins um I was talking with my friends about her we were this was yesterday actually um and I was explaining something that Mel Robbins was talking about and uh whatever they were like oh that's cool and then my friend Shannon she was like she holds up her phone her sister sent her a video from Mel Robbins like the next day and she showed us I was like what the heck were you talking about her and the same thing actually happened I was telling my boyfriend about Mel Mel Robbins like this was like three months ago and his sister texted him Mel, a video of Mel Robbins like talking about Mel Robbins so it's just so funny like um just the synchronicities like how we're all connected and um you should tell the cat the cat litter story (laughs) oh my god i'm just kidding i'm not telling that story (laughs) oh gosh um okay one more little little synchronicity one that was cute um i i put this in my mind magic post the other day uh but basically uh i so my friend gifted me some incense for christmas and i've not I don't really have, I don't keep it normally, but anyway, I really liked it, but I was putting it in my, my potted plant and it kind of makes a mess. So anyway, I was wanting to manifest a little incense holder for it. And I was like, whatever, a few days go by. I like, I'm looking on my, my YouTube, um, and just random, like, you know, there's like 400 and whatever Hertz videos. (laughs) So one of those came up, um, like the frequency videos, you know what I mean? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, the thumbnail of it had a little incense, incense in an incense holder. And I took a picture of it and sent it to my friend. And I was like, Oh, I just manifested this incense holder. She's like, Oh, I have an extra one. Do you want it? So she I just it was so cute. She like, (laughs) basically manifested the real one. Um, And Oh, yeah, another like, uh, like a little manifestation story that it's not really little, it's kind of cool. Um, This is a long time ago, I think, sometime last year. Uh, And I was having a bad day and I was literally just thinking to myself, I really wish I could give my boyfriend a hug. Like I'm just ha- like, I was just sad. I felt like I was having a bad day and my boyfriend calls me and he's like, Hey, I'm outside. <gasps> like I, it was like, he just, he's never shown up at my house unexpectedly before. And I, I was like, it was just crazy. I was like, what? Like he, he's not the type to just like show up randomly. So it was so crazy. He's like, I'm outside. I was just going to call you. And I was like, what the heck? So yeah. And so I got to give him a hug. I'm just like instant manifestation <laughs> when I needed it. So cute. I love that. Uh, yeah. That reminds me of a question is like when you're having a bad day. Okay. So let's say you're using law of assumption to like, um, manifest money and like really feel into like being rich or whatever. And then you're just having like a difficult day. You've got the banks calling you, there's bills, whatever. Like, how do you move through that? Okay. So this one way of like moving through something, I, I'm going to like credit my friend Gareth. So Gareth Black, he's on YouTube. He's, uh, he talks about manifestation as well. Anyway, I, him and I did a collab on YouTube and he talked about this saying this thing, what if, so what if, uh, I felt better or what if, um, I could turn this day around or just because I feel like it bypasses the reasoning mind and like the question, like same with, um, the other one I was saying, um, earlier about like, why am I now happily married? It's like a question saying a question. I feel is like, it's gentler or something like it's not as jarring or it doesn't feel as resistant to just say, I am happy. Like, it's not like, it's not about like bypassing it. Like obviously again, like feel what you need to feel if something is going wrong, like, but not dwelling there and getting to a neutral place first, however you can do that. And then, yeah, like, okay, what if I, you know, could see this differently or what if I could perceive this in a different way or what if this is, um, 
for my highest good? Or what if this is leading me to something better or whatever? Like, however, like, you know how Abraham Hicks, I know you're into her or into them um, and how, yeah, they say like reach for a better feeling thought. And I think that what if, or asking a question affirmation is a good way to like reach for a, a better feeling thought. Yes. I love that. I've talked yeah. about the what if game before. I think I have a podcast. Um, oh, really? Yeah. Cool. I heard about it from, I think I heard about it from Melanie and Lair, but yeah, that's like definitely a practice that I use. I'm like, well, what if, like, I love how you said, what if like, this is leading me to something better. Like, yeah. I think it's just a new perspective because we can choose either perspective and go down either rabbit hole, but like, which one's right. actually going to benefit you? <laughs> what do you actually want to benefit yeah. Yeah. And you have the ability to zoom out your perspective. Like if, if you're, when you're in thick of it, it's like, it's, oh, what's that saying? It's like, you can't see the label from inside the bottle. So oh, yeah. if you zoom, zoom out the perspective, like right now it seems like horrible or whatever. Like if something you're having a bad day, it like seems so, because you have the emotions of it. It's the emotions that feel so horrible. It's how you, pers- it's how, what you're making the situation mean to you and how it's making you feel. But um, you actually have a choice in, in how you, how you perceive it and how it makes you feel. So obviously the initial emotion, you just want to like feel it and until feel it to heal it or feel it to let it go. But um, yeah, well, I love that. That's such a good practice. Um, I was also going to ask you, like you've recently really been like focusing and seeing results in your dream body. Is there anything you want to touch yes. on that? Sure. Um, so yeah, I've, I've lost about 30 pounds um and it wasn't I know like when you tell your story it's like it seemed like it was so quick for me it wasn't I don't think it was like it didn't feel like it's overnight and I'm I still feel like I have a bit more to go but I definitely um yeah I I just I visualized who I wanted to be I had been this weight the my goal weight before and so I you know imagined myself as that and showed up as like what would this version of me be doing like the overweight version of me you know, that's not who I want to be. So I'm going to like adopt the habits of the person that I want to be, which is this certain weight. Right. So I like, who, what, who would I be and who, what would I be doing? How would I be showing up? Like what habits would I have, you know? And so kind of getting the end clear of what I, how I want to look, how I want to feel, what weight I want to be, all of this stuff, getting it clear, getting, getting the end clear. And then following through on what are those habits that I want to be doing? Um, and who do I want to be? How do I want to feel? I want to feel good in my body. So love it. Like, I know how you talk about like the acceptance piece. So accepting where I'm at. Okay. I, I'm, I'm here. And like, I, I, and like the other thing with like, uh, feeling grateful for what your body can do is another like acceptance piece is like easier to have the love for your body when you're not like focused on the aesthetic piece of it. If you're, if you're not loving that, that part of it at that, at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, I'm grateful for my, like my ability to breathe clearly and um, my, all my muscles work properly. And like, I'm grateful I can walk. I'm like, like we just take so many things for granted anyway. So just focusing on the, the gratitude side of it. And then um, yeah, for me, I, like, I don't, believe that you necessarily need to do like um you know x x y and z to to lose a bunch of weight but um for me it was like like working within sometimes it's like okay you already have beliefs so let's just work within them for me it was like okay I have a belief that yeah like that if I like move my body and exercise and, and eat fairly healthy then I can that'll just make it easier for me to believe that I can get to that um so yeah so showing up as that and 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 um you know putting putting the things into action that I feel feel good to to do um and and it's also like the identity piece so um like I'm not going to identify with being overweight anymore I don't like that version of me I don't want to identify with that so now I'm going to identify with somebody who's fit and healthy and that identity comes with habits so um for example the 75 hard thing like it wasn't like I didn't seek this out and be like okay I need to do something really crazy and like to I need this to lose weight that's not how it was it was like I was embodying the identity of me bit by bit of like okay I want to love how I look and how I feel in my body I want to feel confident in my body I want to look at in photos whatever it is doesn't matter there's no shame in any of it it's like Mm -hmm. what are your desires and just be honest with yourself about that and then um 
yeah, so the 75 hard thing just kind of came up into my experience. And I was like, oh, you know what? Like, I was like, I felt the pull towards doing it. And so, yeah, I feel like it's, it's yeah, the helping with the discipline piece. I want to be a disciplined person. So this is helping me with that. Um, but yeah, just the, the action piece. Yeah, like with manifestation, I feel like there's this idea where it's like, oh, I'll just sit on my couch and affirm. But it's like, the for example, the masculine and feminine sides of mm-hmm. manifestation so feminine is like um the belief in it and the the feeling and the belief and the emotion or whatever and then the masculine is the action and the, and the doing so I think a balance of both of them and where if you're unbalanced and you're just affirming or just visualizing and not doing anything then it, you're in you're out of balance if you're just doing and you're not you don't have the belief to back it like for example with weight loss if somebody is struggling to lose weight and they're just like doing all these crazy diets and whatever crazy exercising and extreme action but they don't have the belief to back it so their subconscious belief or whatever is impeding them so it's it's out of balance there so the balance of the belief in yourself and the 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 vision of the end and also taking the inspired action or whatever you feel like that feels good to you to move move towards that end mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I, I like really kind of see action as like all the action we take is just aiding in our belief. Like I trained for a marathon along my dream body journey and I ordered meal prep because I hate cooking. And like, I don't believe that I needed any of those things. And, and like, I saw even better results after the marathon, but like, it was all just like aiding in my belief. And like, it was all part of this journey of like shifting, like, when I was training for the marathon, I, I it really changed how I viewed carbohydrates. Like I had such a like fear around eating high carbs and all that. And it really changed my belief around carbs. And that was like a piece of the intuitive eating journey. And like, it's all adding up to where you want to be. And like, j- just really when people take action, I think it's like, just looking at, is this helping my belief? Then great. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Sweet. So is there anything else you want to touch on? Um, I'll tell this one last story, okay. one last manifestation story. Um, so, okay. So I used to, this is about my car. So I used to drive a Volkswagen Beetle 2001 and her name was Luna <laughs> and she was super cute, but she would break down all the time and it would be like the most inconvenient times. And it, it's funny with, with the, with the, with this car story, it's, it's a reflection of it was a reflection of my money mindset and of my my perception of the car, both intertwined. So it would be like, it would break down and cost me a bunch of money. And then it's just like, it's irritating. So it was just like, I had this whole fiasco near the end of before I, before I um, upgraded my car, um, where I forget what, what the part was. I'm not a car person, but there's something in the car like broke. And so it's something with the steering. It was really messed up. It was like really scary. Um, so I couldn't turn it properly. Couldn't turn the wheel properly to turn. It was like these wide turns. I don't know. Um, so I had to get it towed to the mechanics. And then the mechanics were super rude to me. They were. It was like this whole terrible negative experience with the mechanics because I had this energy around the car where it was like I was so irritated with it breaking down. I was so like anxious about it. I had this whole energy around the car and the money that the car cost me and all this stuff. Um, so this whole experience I've, I've created because I've, I've got this energy around it. So they were rude. They, whatever, they fixed the car, whatever. And I take the car home. And then the next day, the same thing happens where it's still broken. And I like start my car and I'm like, I'm like in between clients. And I'm like, like, I'm trying to go get food in between clients. I'm like, my car breaks down. I'm like, I just cry. And so I'm just crying like in my car. I'm like, oh my God, like I just paid to get this fixed. Like, why is this still happening? And then, so anyways, I call them like really upset and they're like, oh, like we'll have to look. He was super rude. He was like, oh, we'll have to look at it or whatever. So I'm having to tow it there again. <laughs> and like, I only had one free tow. So I'm paying for this tow truck anyway. And then they're like, oh, our bad. We installed a faulty part. Um, so they installed a faulty part. Anyway, it was just this whole thing. Um, so all of that to say like, this was at the very beginning when I learned about law of assumption. So driving the car home the second time from the mechanics, I made a decision and it's it's so important. Like the decision piece is so important. It's like, okay, I'm done now with this situation. <laughs> like, okay. So I'm like, okay, I know about the law of assumption. Like, why don't I use it on my freaking car? So 
um, I, in this, I don't know if you've seen The Secret, probably, right? You've seen oh, The yeah. Secret? Yeah. Yeah. So if people have seen The Secret, there's a scene in there where the guy is like in his armchair and he's pretending to drive a Ferrari or whatever. So he's trying to manifest his Ferrari by imagining that he's in it already. So it was similar to that. Um, so I'm, I'm driving, I'm driving my Luna the Love Bug <laughs> Volkswagen, like piece of crap um, car, um, driving her home like okay so I make this decision I have my hands around the wheel of this car like but I'm imagining that my hands are around the wheel of a car that doesn't cause me issues like I'm like okay this the feeling of it so I brought it so this is like I was bringing in Neville Goddard's teachings right so I felt safe I felt it was reliable I felt like it was a non-issue I felt it supported me like I just brought all of these feelings hmm that's like that feels really good to feel that this car that I'm driving is really supportive of me and gets me from where it gets me to where I want to go. Never gives me a problem. Like, it's just, it's just like a non-issue. Like I just, I don't know how to explain it, but I just felt the feeling. I felt imagined that I was in a different car than I was actually in when I was driving home from the mechanics. Yeah. Um, and I really just like tried to feel it real. Cause I was just so, so completely finished with like all the BS with the star. Um, anyway, so yeah, it, and I think there's something to be said as well for like hitting rock bottom or like just being so done and like, it's the decision. Okay. I'm really just done <laughs> now. We're done. Yeah. So yeah, just really feeling into what it would feel like to have a different car anyway. So then shortly after that, I was able to um, upgrade my car <laughs> to a different car that does not cause me any problems. And it's very nice. <laughs> um so funny that you say that did you I don't know if you were um around for my jeep fiasco but no I bought I had basically the exact same story I bought this brand new jeep within five days it broke down and and they kept it for a month I was outraged they were so rude to me they gave it back it broke down five more times I couldn't stop telling oh. the story I was contacting the news I was like <laughs> I was going on my Instagram stories like I was like the 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 biggest victim of like brand new Jeep and everyone's involved and everyone's messaging me also complaining oh god Jeep and it's like it became this huge thing and it literally it's like and then finally like my friend Lauren called me out on it she's like you keep telling the same story and expecting it to be different like you know and then so finally like the last time I got it back I was like same I had the exact same moment of like okay I'm done with this like my jeep's great they fixed it and now it's been like a year and it's like totally beautiful and great and it was just so crazy how much I contributed to the it breaking down so many times and them being so rude to me and me being stranded on the side of the road like everything oh my god that's so funny oh my god so yeah it's and I really love the whole thing about the decision like um I've talked about that before and just like the idea of like there's no going back like you're you're deciding on a new reality and like it's so powerful to make that decision and you have to when you decide it has to be like set in stone and like Neville Goddard talks about like letting the old version of you die like bury them and stuff yeah the old let the old man die yeah um that's what he says yeah um oh one thing that you said triggered something in my head again so the the effort lit effort what did you say i, I don't know like i i think you might have said something like that but anyway it reminded me of like the efforting and like how the way or maybe you didn't say it but the way you described it was like okay i just decided like command jeep's fine it's like it's it's not it sounds effortless it's like I think people get so it, it's people overcomplicate it where it's like, okay, but what about this? It, it looks this way. And what about, it's like, no, that you just, it's not, it's not about efforting. There's no efforting. It's just like, you just decide. And it's like, it's an effortless knowing that it's done. It's like, you just decide, okay, I want it to be this way. I'm going to assume it's that way. I'm going to feel as if that's already done. And it's not efforting. It's not like you don't need anything. You're not forcing. It's just like you, you allow it and you like, visualize the end of it and you're just like you accept that as true and it's just like it just it's just done I'm just deciding it's done and it's not you're not efforting to make it done it's just there's no effort it's just yeah effortless that's such a good point and I think like that is where people start getting so in their heads they're like but what about this and what about that and what do I need to do and like 
it really does come back to like, if it was already done, would you be thinking about this? Would you be worrying about what to do? Would you like, you just have to keep putting yourself in the end. And it's almost like exactly. you decide over and over again, almost. Oh yeah. Neville Goddard talks about this and he's like, uh, what does he say? Like it, you put yourself into that state, the state of, or the identity, the state of being as if it were already done. So who are you in relation to your desire? And you step into that state. And if you fall out of it, you notice that you're fallen out of it and you notice that you're playing a victim or you notice that, you know, you're not living in the end of it already being done. Then you step back and he's like, you, how many, he's like, how many times do you step back in? like if you fall out 77 you're stepping in 77 times like you just keep reminding yourself and keep stepping back it just takes practice like at the beginning it's like you might forget and you might fall off and it's like you just keep stepping into it stepping into it it's like disciplining your mind like teaching yourself a new skill to practice living in the end so step into it again like you just keep on doing it until it you know you just you don't give up you just keep on doing it until until it manifests that's such a good point because yeah, I think so many people are like, Oh, I messed it up. Like, and they think I have to like start all over again or whatever, but it's like, we're always manifesting all the time. And yeah, like the more often you decide, and I feel like I did this when I really changed my money story. Like I had such a story around money and I'm not good at saving and all this stuff. And I had to like all multiple times a day, like catch myself and bring myself back to like, no, that's not who I am anymore. And like, this is who I am, yeah. who I'm deciding to be. And like, it wasn't easy at the beginning, um, but the more I chose it, the easier it became, the more evidence started supporting my story, the more things started to manifest, like it starts to gain momentum. So know that like, maybe at the beginning, it, it you have to keep choosing and choosing and choosing and it feels kind of like, oh, frustrating, but you'll start to see evidence and like synchronicities and like really celebrate those and let the momentum gain. And then like, like I went from like during that whole Jeep saga, I had to rent a stupid car. So I was stranded on the side of the road and um, <laughs> and I didn't have enough money on my credit card to make a hundred dollar like rental thing. And they couldn't lend me a rental car. This was even more leading to the drama. And then the next month I had a $42,000 month in my business. And it's like, I just, I went from like being so broke and like so powerless to just shifting and deciding over and over and over again. And things can change so quickly when they build momentum. Yeah. And the other thing that you said about people saying, oh, I need to start over. It's like, because the the premise where time is an illusion, because you don't start over. Like the, the only moment that we ever have is right now, right? Like that's all we ever have is now. You cannot like, I mean, you can jump into the past and the future in your mind, but like literally all we have is like right now. So you're all that matters is how, who you are being right now. Like, it doesn't matter if like you're something in your reality came up that you didn't like or whatever. There's something happening that is not desirable. Like it, who are you like, you're choosing, like, who are you choosing to be in this moment? And how are you choosing to perceive it? How are you choosing to, what are you choosing to make it mean? Like, it's just right now. It doesn't matter yesterday. It doesn't matter two seconds ago. It's like, it starts fresh right now. There's no, there's no, like, time's just an illusion. So there's no starting over. It's just like, I mean, I guess you could view it as every moment is like a new page and you can like, in a positive light, you could start, imagine it starting over, but it's not like all your work is lost. It's like, like you said, the momentum, like just keep on practicing in every now moment, the, the feeling of it already being done. Yes. Oh my God. I love that so much. Yeah. Oh, I love chatting about this sort of stuff. Like, yeah all of this just makes me so like fired up and excited and like <laughs> me too yeah it's so collapses time yeah yeah um so where can everyone find you uh so i'm most active on instagram and youtube and i'm hillary jubilee on both of those and also tiktok and facebook hillary jubilee as well oh my gosh you're so on it I haven't conquered TikTok yet. That's I think I'm, I'm not as active there. I'm still kind of figuring that side out of it. But yeah. It's like it's so funny because like I always thought it was so like silly when people were like, Oh, I can't do it. like people older than me were like, I can't do Instagram. Like I don't get it. And now I'm literally like that person. I'm like, oh my god, TikTok like actually scares me. I can't do it. It's yeah. You gotta change <laughs> yeah. um, amazing okay well I will link to that and um, yeah check out Hillary's YouTube channel and she has so many videos on like law of assumption and challenges and everyone is you pushed out challenge so you can start like diving into her work and experimenting with it and 
Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for having me.